I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready for a university that will help me advance in my education and career. A university that will make me feel supported and connected. I'm ready for ODU Online. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today. Live from Tully's Bar in the left ventricle of Waterford City, it's Snug Chats. So it's podcast time again. We're back in the, the Tully's Snug. Um, and with Padraig O'Griafa, local, what do you call us? I was going to say local thespian. Chancellor. <laughs> I don't know, Darren. What am I? What are you? That's a good we could donate the first 10 minutes of this. What is Padraig O'Griafa? I've often Maria McCann actually said that the last one on the radio with her. Yeah. What am I? I suppose that I make me live in a business. I've always been a business since the eye to an end. But does anybody know what you actually do? No, no. <laughs> it kind of suits me saying that. It's like, I, it's like I'm talking to you sort of down flat out. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been handed a few little pies and they're all small and it suits me grand. I used to be bigger and I don't want to do that anymore. When you have to pay 50 pounds every Thursday. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, yeah. I don't do that anymore. But... Uh, I don't know, what am I? Where are you? We might get to that later on, we might find you through. Hopefully it'll be a good crack, if not else. Through the bottom of a Guinness glass. But you've been involved in a lot of things, and, and, and I have to, I've often been curious about this. What makes Paul O'Griefer, you're 55, is it? 55, yeah, 56 in February. What makes Paul O'Griefer suddenly go, I want to be in a choir? Oh, that was a bucket list. Was it? That was a bucket list, yeah, that was, that was. That was something else. I said long story. Do you hear a long story? Yeah, come in a little bit closer there. Okay, uh, that was a long story. I, Get um, your story pose on. <laughs> I'm involved in theatre and stuff that way for years and years and years. And Jesus, you'd go to gigs after show parties. And I never sang. Right. Because when I was a kid, about eight or nine, but my mother was used to focus. There was a Christian brother, I can't remember his name, in the manor school. And he had us all singing this day. And he wanted me to sing solo. And I said no. And I say no. You're never going to get a different answer. Right, okay, Because no, okay. no. I didn't think I had a good enough voice at that age. <laughs> and uh, I just said, take out no, I wasn't going to do it anyway. He bet seven living shit that he had done this classroom. And actually, it's only in latter years, he built up a phobia in me about singing. And I never did sing. You know, and I never thought I had a voice. So when I hit 50, it's kind of a, that kind of a, you know, the father died just shortly afterwards, and I said, right, and I actually made a choice, I'm going to retire from, do a lot of voluntary stuff. Yeah. I actually made a choice, I'm going to pull back now, I'm going to have some me time, because I spent 30 years, maybe 35 years, yeah. doing a lot of stuff, and an awful lot of stuff. Um, charitable <laughs> right. can work you name it and I've been family suffer from it I, I, I can say it now and, and uh, so I decided to go do it in the meantime and the choir or, or sing was one of them I wouldn't say you're a soprano eh? no 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 soprano <laughs> I'm bass I'm as bass as they come as you'll know what I love a few points in me <laughs> Uh, Barry White but but no I'm fascinated I like you I like you but, but to me though you're saying that you you want to calm down but, but then you join the choir which involves a certain yeah, level it's of kind of counterintuitive I know yeah yeah no but this time it's for me I've done a lot of shit over in my life I suppose and it's been for other bodies or people and I'm yeah. doing things you know and this was saying this time I'm going to do something actually for me that yeah. I want to do it's being selfish but maybe maybe it was I, I didn't intend to get morbid right but okay, just for a second uh, I am I'm just going not morbid as such but 
I'm kind of getting fascinated myself lately with the idea of how we would like to be remembered. Yeah. Do you ever think about that kind of thing? I do in the sense of, I think that's all there is. Like you're, you're, you're a young man. Right, you're, you're, you're a young wrong, man, yeah. so, so it's a long way away, think. but... In the sense of remember, because I, I, I meant that point today, is that I think that's all there is left of us is a memory of us. I, I, if you want to get into religion, I get it wrong, but I don't think there's anything any afterlife or anything like that. That's, I've always felt that way. So, yeah, to be remembered. But I mean, I wouldn't be one for putting up a plaque for myself or a, or a bust or a statue, but yeah, it is important. And I'd like to, I, I hope in my life I'll have made a mark in some small fields and what have you and I don't think that was the, the driving force ever behind me doing anything but yeah I do feel we live in a community be part of it yeah. be active in it you know so that's probably I don't know if that's the question you're asking well I, I, I don't know but we're, we're, I, see this is the thing the idea of these podcasts is that we have a chat right and that whoever's listening the poor unfortunate soul I imagine they're either pounding the streets of Tremor Road or there are people listening in the gym and stuff as well you know or they're like at home in bed lonely and they feel like they're sitting in the snow with us I'm having a, a Yankee White IPA and you're having a traditional Guinness uh, we briefly spoke earlier about the fact that you haven't indulged in the craft but my idea is that we're just chatting yeah but now I feel like you're a bit of a fascinating man. I feel like I'm going to fall into the interview situation at some point. All right, okay, okay. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Well, that's not that I don't want to do, but I feel like it's going to happen. And I'm going to just, I'm okay with it for a minute, right? Because I want to ask you, because uh, in fairness, when you're having chats with people that you haven't, even if you haven't seen them in a while, sometimes you're asking them questions. What are you most proud of, in, apart from family, God, that's hard. in the last 55 years of your life? That's a hard one. Jeez, that's a hard question. Most proud of. Admit pride in public. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Proud of. I'm kind of a doer. I, as I said to you earlier on, I don't like talk. Yeah. I kind of like to get up and do it, you know. And, and in my youthful arrogance, I was a great man to jump into the hugest, biggest tasks that nobody would face. Right. Because I never fucking saw that side of it, you know. You just go, should we do this? Yeah. And you run into it and you get it done. And uh, the, the panto, like it was said when Kenny got a bone all those years ago, and I, was, I, was, I had a great growth for the panto. Yeah. I, I, I'm proud of that in the sense that it was um, against all the odds we did it and we kept it going, even yeah. though at times it bored me in the latter years because it was just the same old thing every year. But proud of it, I just, darn, I don't know what I'm, mm. I'm particularly proud of. I'm still alive, actually, I'm proud You're of it. You've never been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did a good job of killing the killing have several times to excesses but um, do you think you're a popular man I should we all like to think we're popular don't we I mean I, I have, a, I have a, a few on the hate list that hate my guts <laughs> but uh, I think you haven't done anything worthwhile if people don't hate it Some, no I, actually, I've never it. set out I mean I've never set out to do somebody and if I have it's because they give me good reason uh, but I've never no in, like, in business my hand has been bond and I, only lately I did something else that cost me money because I believe my word mm. so I wouldn't be out but I'd do you if you did me first you know I would do you <laughs> but uh, no I, Darren I don't know I don't know you, you, were, you were saying you were saying and, and excuse me because this is going to be an interview for a few minutes until we, until, we, until we delve to the bottom of a pint glass and we start waxing lyrical about shit um, but you talk about diving into things head first and not really thinking it out thinking it out fully you ran in local elections yes 
What was the thought process behind that? None whatsoever. That's the straight answer. Um, I, what, the only thought process was I was my father was involved in the PDs, and I kind of had a grudging respect for him in a way. And uh, now you hear any for me, please, one day in the duties. I always laughed at that. Um, I'll have that. She said, took a fucking carrot off me, off me, please. <laughs> the only thing was left on it. But uh, I, I, I did it on an impulse. Like, I do most things in my life. I, I live in the now. I'm not yesterday, I'm not tomorrow. I live in the now, literally. And I just said to them when they were looking for a candidate, I said, should I do it for this? I said, you know. Now, timing was awful. Right. Comedy and theatre, and fucking awful, the timing. I went for the PDs at the time. But I must say, I had a bow. What year was it? Fucked if I know. It was 94? Around 94, 95, around mid 90s. So, anyway. sorry, it was election 91, so it was 96, I don't know. Probably around then, yeah. 96. A great story about that was I, I, the day after it, uh, it I got. I know exactly what I got. I got 179 first preferences, Darren, right? Right. Now, that's fairly fucking awful, right? I went to work on the Monday. The fellow called Andy Halligan met me. He worked with me at the time. And I said, well, Andy, how's it going? And Cody said, I heard you're taking up darts. <laughs> I said, how's that happening? There's some chance to get the other fucking idiot darts. Oh. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? But I said, sorry, can I just say to you? Of course. I love the campaign trail. I had a fucking ball for six weeks out every night in the freezing Knocking cold. Knocking on doors. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I got a bit of grief. But you get that every day in life anyway. But I really enjoyed it. To me, because I like people. I'm a personable person. I like people. Right. Okay. That's that's okay. Um, did you feel that if you were to go now? I wouldn't. But I'm just saying, if you were to go, the next election is 2019. And um, 19, I guess. You get a lot more than 179. I probably, if I was more clinical about it, I probably would, yeah. Uh, but I don't think I'm cut out for a chance. My child, Neil, a few, mm. few weeks after me, said, like, he said, you'd have killed somebody in that chamber, he said, within a week. Yeah. And I probably would, because yeah. it's too much talk and not enough action. And in hindsight now, I was terribly naive in doing what I did, because you all are as a small little cog in a very big engine, and you can not really do anything. Well, see, what little I know of you, right, is a tiny little story about a recent situation in the council. They were talking about Somerville, right? And, 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 and Barry Monaghan had a say about Somerville, and, and then the councillors had a pop at him, and some defended him. And one of the councillors kind of, kind of said, I, 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 I think it's a disgrace to what people are saying about you. Great efforts, well done, and, and la la la. la. I, I applaud you, Barry, I, I applaud Somerville, and blah blah blah. And then two weeks later in a meeting, he was, he was, he was talking to Somerville has been a disgrace and a waste of money and all thing and there's people incredulous in their own saying but I thought you said only two weeks ago ah look that's politics Would you, I'd imagine if you were faced with that you, 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 there'd be violence I, I experienced that once you know, I, was, I was chamber of commerce asked me to go to uh, San Harbland it was the 25th anniversary mm. and we had a local representative there at the time who went to national politics since and we got a, we had a night of whiskey and I never drink whiskey and we had a great night and I had a very lovely nice drink with this man very intelligent chat yeah. good stuff what have you and he'd be left and he wouldn't be we wouldn't be natural bedfellow oh I know who you're talking do about you? yes, I won't I do not mention him anyway no and um, the following Friday I heard him on the radio and he was rabbit rose you know, and I went fuck me is that the fake fella I had a drink with? Yeah. Well, of course it wasn't. The fella I had a drink with was the real person. Yeah. The fella on the radio was the fella who's been a politician. And I'm sorry, I can't do that. I don't have a political bone in my body. I must have been off me fucking rocker thinking about politics. Because I have to 
polish over the stage. I mean, couldn't, and couldn't double talk. It's it's interesting that the public don't know too much about what goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. The um the the the, 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 the Panto Society. Because when when we're recording this podcast, and I'll do my uh, I'll do my utmost to re- to release it before Christmas, we'll talk about Christmas for a second. What well, first of all, what what started the Panto Society? Well, why did the decision come about? Lost. Lost for life. Lost for women. Lost for women. It's a long story. I was 16 when I was before the panto. I was bored and uh, I fancied this girl and I heard she was in the panto, the rehearsal of the old manor school. And I, uh, so I went to the panto. I said, I do, I think Patsy Sheridan was directed. Right. And I went in anyway, and they gave me a part. I only forgot about your woman in about 10 minutes. I fucking love this. This was, this was me getting back to the. I was in theatre when I was a kid, right? Yeah. And suddenly I had a stage again where I stood up and I had my lines, and nobody could say a fucking word when I was talking. This was me all over. <laughs> and I loved it. And I went from there, and then it died miserably in the early 80s, 81, I think it was. And I was involved in the executive club. I was on the executive, the youngest ever member blah, 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 of the opera festival. And I told him to stick it one night over. Something we won't mention now, right? And I resigned. So I rang the old boss of Jimmy Kelly, who was in it with me, and I said, Jimmy, we we start this again? And we did. And um, we started with, it was 21 turned up to me down Bill Martin's on Gold Street. And uh, there was a committee of 18 elected, and I wasn't fucking one of them. <laughs> and they never met again. That committee never met again. Another talking shop. This is why I'm like I am. Another talking shop. So Jimmy myself ran it as a junta for the next 23 years. And it worked perfectly. And we, and we were two fairly pugnacious guys, but we, guys, but we never had a row. And we just, he did his in my mind. And I loved it. Do you, like, do you like Christmas? I do. I pretend I don't. I do the old bad humbug and all that shit, but I actually do. I like Christmas doing nothing. Do nothing. And Black Sambook. Black Sambo. I don't. <laughs> Nobody can actually like Black Sambo. I can. I could do it with a pint glass. Jesus Christ. Black Christmas, what are your, what are your, what are your, give me a, give me a, give me, give me three Christmas traditions. The oldest memory I have is as a child, my father, when I was 18, was probably 72, around then. I think it was fairly good for us, financially at the time. And uh, Christmas time, it was three of us, only, or four of us. I remember I'm passing Sinnott's in John Street and we go in and it was kind of a, my father I'd say just so I just he had a few bulb and within reason and we wanted we wanted that Christmas morning that's the other one that's the one the big one I remember that because it was kind of just a, a walk to and you got a record and you got this thing like that that's a Christmas thing um, getting up at fucking half four in the morning as a child and being roared I'd go back to bed and Christmas in Christmas in general and Christmas is this kid's thing I, my kids my youngest is 22 now it is, but you, have to, you have to adapt though don't you, you, I, you to... of course you do and I do I do I mean I used to be a bit of a workaholic I'm not so bad now so I like the 10 days off and I and I do the 10 days and I do fuck all and I do it with style and aplomb because <laughs> I like just getting up at 10 o'clock in the morning I might be awake from half 7 but I sit in bed and do Facebook. Yeah. It's all I fucking do in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, might, we might get to that and say, to paint the picture, we're, we're, the light in the snug is not working. Right. So we're sitting by candlelight in the snug here. Holding hands. With a couple of bogeys outside the fucking door. Oh, beauties. And, uh, but, yeah, yeah, we, 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 um, the thing about Christmas, 
Right. I was writing a thing for a Christmas up until the day I was, I was writing about... Um, what was I writing about? The hypermarket and, and the different things that used to... be you the know, people in the trolleys in the hypermarket and they're filling with, like, the big packs of potato and the big two-litre Cokes and the, the big tins of rolls and stuff. Two-litre Cokes, they go flat. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, why would you buy two litres where we can get the big 24 cans for, like, whatever it is, yeah. eight or nine euro now, yeah. like, you know? Can the Coke is the only thing to drink. It's Coke, I don't know what it's a fallacy, I know, but a can of Coke tastes like nothing else to me. You used to be talking about the bottle, the bottle yeah. application. But, um, but, but here's my belief, right? And, and I've written about this, and I'll see if you'll agree with me here, okay? Modern life is rubbish. Go on, yeah, that, that, that's the statement, you're not going to leave it there, are you? Well, think about this, right? And, and I want to see if you can expand on this for me. Like, going back a little bit, and maybe I'm looking back at those tinted glasses, right? Um, and again, I apologize for the, for the noise in the background. We'll try and fix that afterwards. As I said, lots of fucking bogeys. But you had pub leads, right? Yeah. You had singing pubs, oh, right? Please. Right, we had to a lesser extent. I say lesser extent, but I mean that in terms of importance. Looking back, the Light Opera Festival, all that kind of stuff, tops of the town, right? And and you had fucking tins of roses as opposed to to little plastic. It didn't taste like grease. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it seems like you know. But I look back on that, and I and I think there was fucking things free in cocoa pops and and cornflakes. You know, there was. It was just more a sense of, of giving and, and, and community spirit. Uh, all that stuff's not shit. I explain or, or discuss. You're suffering from the nostalgia bug to a degree, and you do suffer from that. I do. You do, you do. Um, to a degree, you're right. But Darren, it changed utterly. A terrible beauty is born. We've gone through, I mean, I'm a generation older than you are, near enough, mm-hmm. but there has been a massive, technology has changed things massively, and they're all fucking stuck on screens. I was in La Fontana Saturday night with Mary for a bit of grub, and there was a woman, and obviously her mother, besides the two young kids, mm. seven and eight, that kind of age, yeah. <laughs> stuck in the phones. Yeah. They never said a word during the whole thing. Now, if it was my father, they would have been fucked into the river shore. Yeah. That's what would have happened. He would have just caught him, and no matter what they got, thrown the river shore and said, Oh, they already that again, sit yeah. down there. Yeah. So there is an element of that. And there's also of, of kind of um, sensory saturation. There's so much available now. Yeah. That, like, what you got was you got a fucking dandy or something. And it was, wow, you got it once a week, or yeah. a bean, or whatever yeah. it happened to be, yeah. or a wizard. Foster. No idea. Foster, was it, right? And, like, it was just, wow. All your, your, your surprises were that day, there and then, yeah. that was it, and you wore it out. Yeah. But now it's on demand, on demand, on demand, you know. So, so, so it, yeah, so it's good that you can get things on, but, but I, I, I've talked about this before, the fact that if you really... Remember when you wanted a song? Yeah. And you heard it's on the radio or whatever. Yeah, or you had to find it somehow, source somehow. You might go to Sinus uh, or KG Discs and say, look, I... And even sing the song, so he'll tell you what it is, and then when you get the order, <laughs> come back next fucking Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but now, but now... And it's a favour to get a view, because they're always on not just break sporting record shops. Yeah. Now, don't forget I did that for you now. <laughs> and and, and I, I felt that because I worked harder to get it, I appreciated it more. But whereas now, like, when I used to walk up and down, um, I tell the story about Emma Powell all the time. She used to work in, in, in Strand Electric video shop. Yes. 
and she was fucking ignorant, so she was, right? <laughs> Not a strange there, right? But uh, she's a lovely fucking woman, but fucking hell, she scared the life out of me, like, you know? It was, uh, yeah, sorry, you grabbed that bag there. We got to take another drugs out of it and fly away. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, or the bogey's got the shit too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so, Eva, lovely woman, right? But, but, but when I tell a story, she's sick of hearing it from me. But you'd be in Strand Electric and you'd be walking up and down browsing. That was your browsing. Nowadays, yeah. it's your Netflix. But anyway, with, with, with Emer, she was up. She was at the, at the video cassettes with her back to me, you know. And if you know Emer Powell, right? I do. I did. I did this. <laughs> oh wow! I think it was by mistake or something. I was only about eleven or twelve. You stuck the desert or in the fucking Oh. But the look I got. She I next to The look. And, she, and you were old. I was about eleven or twelve. Now. Oh, you're a lucky man. But she didn't stop at the look. There was a lecture that came following yes. with the look. And the finger out. And the finger out and the whole lot. Mrs. Brown Tuning, bollocks. But um but but the reason why I mentioned that was because the you know, you're waiting for a new release to come in. Yeah. Any due back type of thing, you know, and you're waiting. There's a whole experience behind it. And that's 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 all been wiped out by technology and yeah, it's better. We have what we want on our fingertips, but are we truly happy, Paul? Another Christmas story, I tell you. Go. My father and Michael Keaton, Keaton's on the keyboard, good buddies all their lives. Yeah. And uh, my father did deals all day. I said to him, my aunt and me never got on. I was about, I say I was about 11 or 12. And I said, Christmas, I want stereo. And this is all the days of the monos, the timber monos. Right? Yeah, yeah. I want stereo. Right, he said, uh, you can do such and such a job on Saturday. And I give X amount, and you come up with half the money, I come up with about 80 quid at the time, right? Yeah. So, got me 40 quid together, and then we went in Christmas week to buy the stereo with Keaton's on the key. Michael met at the door, and Michael put his hand on my head and he pushed me to one side as if I was the way. Well, Paddy, I was going to have a chat. <laughs> and the young fellow's looking for a stereo. Never mind what he wants to say, there's monos down here, the great value is up down, you know. I say I was about 11 or 12, I mean, the first time, Michael now was a kind of, what I say, um, <laughs> An imposing man. You didn't, you didn't stand up to Michael too, Andrew, yeah. you know? Like yourself, Padraig. Possibly to a degree. Go on. And it's the first time in my life that I actually made the decision. I said, excuse me. And I put my finger on his chest. And I said, because I was as big as him at the time. I said, I came in here for a stereo. If you're not going to sell it to me, we'll go up to Storlongs. Who would we? I was about 11 or 12. That is fantastic. I think my father was proud of me. He never said it to me, but I think he was. But, uh, yeah. I put Michael back in his box and I got my stereo and I was delighted and I had it for fucking years I had it for but uh, that was the thing the stereo is what you needed you know? yeah and I, I'd be embarrassed to tell you the fucking records I played in that for the first few years go on oh jeez Johnny McAvoy that's all I could get we used to empty bins at the time for was it RCA were making uh, records over in in, in, uh, yeah. in Christendom we used to empty the bins and we had a bin truck service at the time first one until and I used to go on after school like hopping with the drivers and go over, over there mm-hmm. and get all the LPs that'd be rejects but as long as they'd be, they'd be too much fat on the outside you trim them off with the standing knife right. they play it around I still have a few of them at home <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah. I don't know. we fucked out all the machines those press machines after years later I remember we got the job to clean the place out they'd be worth a fortune today but uh, okay okay right. I'm going to give you three years right 1986 1996 2016 1986 I was two years married right 25 years of age and how's life? do you know I live in the now? 
Honest to God. Come on. Life was tough. We were we were just starting to move into Viewmont, I think. Life wasn't tough. I was working. I was working on myself. I was working probably 14 hours a day. Right. Doom, doom. Fuck, nobody knows what you're doing. Truck driving there. Truck driving Truck driving there, yeah. Doing twice a day to Dublin. Fuck me. He'd be arrested today if he didn't know. And um, I was I my first kid, I think, at that stage. Yeah. Didn't know it for five years, but I did. <laughs> and uh, what was I doing? I was, like, I was probably involved in the chamber at that stage. I was involved in the panto. So literally, my work was starting six in the morning, five in the morning, at Dublin, come back, finish about seven, straight out, meetings, land back, five, six days a week. Did you ever get counselling, Potter? No. No, no, it strikes me as someone who could do something <laughs> because yeah, well, I'm actually happy in my head there no I, I wouldn't do no that. but no sorry even going back then because it seems as if you, you were involved in a lot of things what were you looking for you were involved in the chamber just need saying, to be busy just want to be busy just need to be busy what was wrong at home Paul right? <laughs> there's nothing wrong at home actually she's a situation woman how she you know, I don't know but uh I just, I just like doing things, darling. Right. I, I, there was, I was never a goal as such. As I said, I mean, I live in the now. There was never a goal, ever a goal. What, just, we, what, what we said we do, let's do it. I'm just, I'm sorry, I, I can't get a, you, you were in all this. Just, can, can you list off some things for me, right? Between 1986 and 1996 that you were involved in, right? So, Panto Society, like the Chamber of Commerce, right? What else? Wiflo. I was the fringe and the executive. Yeah. I was doing a lot of fundraising for a couple of bodies. You were fundraising, so you're like yeah. a very, very charitable man more. trying to Don't raise money more. to help the people. Go on, carry on. You take the piss. Come on, come on, I want to hear why. I don't like it. I remember fucking yesterday. Remember but just come, come on, come on, there's other stuff you were involved in. I mean, babies, actually. Right. Uh, what else was that? What else was that? A couple of businesses that got off the ground at the time as well. Okay, so let me let me paint a picture. And crisis for you. management, all of the human business of Jiu Jitsu. Let me paint a picture for you, right? So you were you were a local businessman, right? Supporting jobs, right? You were in the Chamber of Commerce. You were a charitable man. You were supporting charities, right? You were you were involved. You started the Panto Society back again, bringing joy to millions, thousands, yeah. lots and lots of families in Waterford, right? So how is it then, right? When you ran the local elections, can you only get a hundred? You think I never fucking asked myself that? It's worth asking the question. Well, I backed the wrong horse, obviously, in the PDs at the time. The okay. was against it, but they were Labour. Um, I actually went out on the on the premise myself, if I if the truth was told, that I probably wouldn't know enough people, enough people to know me, and that I would put, pull a good few votes for that. But the arse fell out of it totally on me. One lady I won't mention, but she know me anyway. And she said to me years later, she said, I never voted for She said, because you never went to my mother's funeral. And she was right. <laughs> and no, on this one, I should have been there. Right, okay. I should have been there. I should have been there. I was, that was a fuck up on my behalf. So she know, if she listened to it, she'll know what I'm talking about. But um, no, it was um, a good lesson in humility. The other great story I've had my brother-in-law asked me. Yeah. A couple of nights after the thing, we go for a pint Friday evening. I said, yeah, we go for a pint, Tony. Australia now. So, of course... They were made in ones. We had a shitload of beer. We ended up in Parliament Street, sitting in the grass, eating, eating from Kebab Beach, and the dribbles going up our, our elbows. Chatting away, half twelve at night. This old couple walk up Parliament Street together, and your man looked in at me, and he just went, Good night, councillor. <laughs> <laughs> and I must say, that night, drunk and all as it was, I went, Jesus, I think I dodged a bullet there. Because in fairness to the lads, that means I actually do admire politicians a lot of them. They have a shit job. 
and they have no life, yeah. no life, you know. So I never run for politics again because we all have skeletons in the cupboard, you know. Yeah. And I have fucking national proteins in mine, like, and I ain't showing it to no one. Thanks very much. <laughs> we traditionally take an ad break. What's your favourite shop? Oh, that's him. Yeah. yeah. What has ever been in Waterford? Garrigans. Garrigans. Where was that? Well, Garrigans is where Gallers are the chemists now. Man, I used to, in my pretentious prick days in, in Mount Sinai, but I only get my 20 gal walk. Or Jitan. Well, the first half of this podcast was brought to you by Garrigan, so we'll be back shortly for the second half. The second half is brought to you by Sinnets, Discs, and Tapes. <laughs> I noticed at Billy's funeral last week actually and Jane. Was he there, was he? Yeah, he looked at his hail and hearty as ever. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I I I the synods the synods on um the, the were, were were it always was. I used to love the uh going up the little staircase to get to the videos upstairs upstairs this is the Johnstown one now. Johnstown, Johnstown. Or the, sorry the Johnstown did he know in George's court remember that one no George Street I, I can only remember the one on Johnstown and then the one on, on Michael Street was that all yeah. George Street Patsy Ryan ran that one Patsy. yeah now, when it came to Snide, Patsy had the market cornered. He was on, he was the arse typical fucking fellow film okay. members. You want Willie Nelson? <laughs> and he looked down his nose at you. <laughs> oh God, I wouldn't like to be on that. Oh Jesus, man, you'd have to you'd have to phrase it before you go in the door. I'm not going to ask which that's when we we're, we're going to inevitably delve into interview territory because do you know what I've been doing on my column recently because I'm just stuck for fucking things to write about is lists. I like Channel Four I used to do this ten years ago, not even that long ago. One word. Asperger's. Asperger's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But no, they used to do this thing where top 100 movies and they'd count down the list and you have a B and C list celebrities to be chatting with about, about them, you know. But it's it a very festive thing, you know. So I, 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 the last two weeks, um, I have done my top 10 kind of music and songs, right? Believe it or not, my number one, and it wasn't really in ter- it, it wasn't really done in order of number, right? But I, I put number one, Irish Stew by James Last, right? Not for the song, but for the memories that I have associated with James Last. Music is that way, though. Yeah. To me, too, it's, it's, it's a, a caption in time. It's what you remember from this. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to put you on the spot with that shortly, which are top five music, right? So you can have that okay. in the back of your head and the stories made like with them, right? But but I was I, I was saying about Sinnets, um, I sound like I have a point here now. Where was I going with that? Family clue. We were talking about upstairs in Sinnets. Smell a cigar. Do you must smell a cigar? I do. Yeah, I, do yeah. I always love that smell. That's why I probably spoke. Yeah. I always, I always remember. Even as a kid, I remember when my father and Nolan and buddies, and he go in and he just kept even in his day cigar, and I used to smell. And no, I always smoked a good cigar. Always smoked a cigar. I can, I can still smell yeah. it. I can tell you the, the layout of Sinister Sound just walking into it, and. I, 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 I used to love the old video cassette covers the big huge plastic it seems to be a waste of plastic with so much plastic on these things and it folded out and the video slotted into this case and slapped you know <laughs> yeah. Peace Academy but I was from that era I was from 80s and stuff so I have no idea what it would have been like in the, in the 70s I was born in 1980 right what were you doing in 1980 buddy? everyone <laughs> <laughs> fully I remember uh, back in Oh jeez, it'd be late seventies. I didn't feel it. Want I know my mother. I, I, I put a, I I, I purloined um, an old Betamax 
Car, not yeah. Betamax. What was the one before? Betamax was the, no. Yeah, not four track. You know the big sets. I can't remember the name of them anyway. Okay. But this fucking thing. They, they were tapes like like videotapes went yeah. into a car right yeah. and it was spring loaded so you went so far and then this thing would snap like a fucking doorbell and it suck it in you know and we used to go off a load of us were drinking in Jeff's and, and we used to go off every Sunday morning I used to I'd always be the main leader they were older than me mm. we'd go off we'd go to Wexford for a spin and essentially the spin was we'd drive down to Wexford maybe go to Adam's cellar down yeah. in his car and we'd drink our way back as we all did in the 70s right? yes and of course, these tapes are non-existent anymore. This is a true story. And there'd be five or six of us in this Fiat 131 Mirafiori estate, right? And it's all we were down to this stage, because I think they're stolen, actually, and the tapes, the tapes came with it, right? We were down to the best of Tammy Wynette. Tammy Wynette, okay. These are all uh, semi-bikers, big, hairy fellas, one have you. And we used to sing D-I-V-O-R-C, full <laughs> fucking voice. And we full as a chick coming back from wherever we'd be. I mean, I don't know where that came from. The, the 1996, I had a Walkman and I had a, I was going out with a girl from Northern Ireland. I used to get the train up, and I didn't have that. There was obviously no downloads and stuff that time. So what I did was I'd record WLR through the night on a tape, right, and then kind of have that on the cassette going up on the train. And I remember. This cassette has to be still somewhere, right? But it was a DJ from WR. He's not there anymore. He's still kind of DJing around. And this was PD. PD. And uh, he was on the, the night shift that night. And he was fond of a few beers at the time, right? And I have this cassette, and I'm listening on a train out of Dublin the next day. And Jatem comes on, right? Right. So he plays Jatem and decides to talk over it with a few things, right? <laughs> Which style are very poorly. Oh, he's like, and he's like, oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. And, and I had this on cassette for a long time, and my, um, I remember, I never wanted to, I don't know what it was, I felt some kind of a loyalty to him. It's I didn't know broadcast. who he was. I never wanted it, and I, and I met some double R DJs down through the years while he was still there. And I never wanted to tell him to, 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 to hang on, you know. But because uh, nobody heard of it, because there's only half dozen. Oh, there's only four or five people, and he would never have thought that some bastards recording the fucking thing. You know what I mean? And I had that, like I said, and I used to play it to everybody that within reason, and and just forced my hair because I went to sleep. Just press record, I went to sleep, and um, it's just just you don't have that anymore. I suppose I do have it. I know the technology was shit. Yeah. It was shit compared to what it is now. But like, it's like I interviewed Pauline O'Neill recently. Pauline O'Neill from Johnstown. She's 95, 94, 95. And she, she, the woman is 94 and just perfect health. She walks into town every day. She still works. She works in the charity shop down the way. She's 94. She still works in the charity shop. And, and, but she was saying, look, you know, we didn't have much, but we were happy. And I know it's a cliche, right? And I, and I can't really say that in 1996 we didn't have much but I was happy but the reason why I love nostalgia so much is because I do feel that I was happier back then right so you, you've been through a few a few generations of that now and this is why I asked you the question earlier on you didn't answer it 96 uh, 86, 96 2016 if you were to pick an era to exist in again or, or continue to exist in what would you pick <laughs> I'll have to answer you. I'll have to answer you. I'll leave it in the now. I'll take what I have today. 
really like, I, honestly that's a straight answer I, I take one of these now I mean go back to me to the 76 when I was 15 yeah no fucking thanks I don't want that again right okay I really don't want that again you know where you don't know where your two feet are yeah and you're just fucking spotty and you can't talk to girls yeah I couldn't handle that shit yeah I can't remember the 20s well, I just can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, every time, as I said, Jesus, darn, see, I don't live in the past. I literally live in the now. You don't realise the amount much I mean that. Yeah. I live today. I'm here now. Right? I've forgotten what tomorrow is. Or, or yesterday's and what happens tomorrow it'll be great it'll be fantastic yeah. I'm I'm so optimistic I make myself sick oh, yeah. honest to God I, I always find the, the, the silver lining I always do you know I mean Christmas and all that you were talking about Christmas you know I remember as, as 18 and what have you fuck I put my brother be saving money for Christmas and what have you <laughs> you know but it always happened Mm. That was happened. I'm just an, an internal optimist, and I still am. Okay, well, I, well, I, 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 I have about human race. I have this. I have this instinct that if somebody tells me that they're an internal optimist, right, and they look in the rights of everything, I, I feel like I need to strike that down immediately, right? Uh, I, I want to do that by saying to you, um, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? <laughs> oh fuck you! What <laughs> oh, What's the worst thing that has ever happened to you? And I, and if we can, if we can, we, 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 let's move away from the death of anybody that you might. Oh no, I wouldn't them. go there. No. Yeah. <sighs> the, the worst thing has ever happened. Because I feel you were getting a little bit too cocky there. Okay, a little okay, bit okay. too happy. Me back. I have no problems with that at all. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've, I've a Waterford way. I've you know? fucked up loads of times. So I can put my foot in it, Riley. But the worst thing has ever happened to me. Okay. Okay, I, I'm putting you on the spot between the worst, but let's just pick some random, terrible things that you've been involved in. Yeah. Is there anything? Well, I mean, putting yourself up for election. And okay. Publicly bumfucked. Right. It's fairly bad. Okay. But when you have a neck like me, you kind of like over it. Over it. You take it, and you go. I remember Billy McCarthy, God be rest was interviewing me that morning, and he had a panel on. And he God, rang me on the. That's, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And he rang me, and I was up the clothesline, up the back, putting out, fucking hanging out knickers. That's what I was doing now. Yeah. And he had Bally Gallagher on and Sean Dower, and if you remember. Yeah. And Ollie wouldn't answer. Ollie Feely wouldn't answer the phone to him that day. <laughs> and I answered him because I got fucked, you know, big yeah. deal. So I answered him. And he said, how do you feel? I said, and I told the story, I said, Billy, it was like years ago, I said, in the Austin Cambridge, my father and the whole family, going out to Woodstown. Mm. And it was before internet days, and you didn't know, like, was the tide in or out, you know? Yeah. And just yeah. then you got that first yeah. glimpse, and you saw nothing but fucking mud, you know? <laughs> and that was the feeling, whoa. The tide was fucking out, you know. <laughs> the best analogy I've ever heard. But, well, and I said to him that day, I'll never forget it. I said, Billy, nobody died. Yeah. And that's the way I look at things. So, Darren, the worst thing that happened to me is only worse for two minutes and then it moves on. But is there anything, do you know when you're walking along and you're in a good mood, right, and you're mm. skipping along the road? Is there anything that. I stood up a girl once and to this day I'm fucking embarrassed about it. This, really? this is going back 40 years ago. Right. And to this day, I, 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 I get a pang about it. It's yeah. just not right, you know. I should yeah. just told her, look, you lovely bitch, I don't want to meet you. Yeah. You know, and I didn't. And that, like, shit, small stuff like that. But no, no, honestly, I mean, I, I'm very lucky too when I have a shit memory. <laughs> so I can sweep all that shit out of the carpet, lost, lose it to lost memory, and move on, you know. Yeah, 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 you know, I had to, had to drag it back there because it's the waterfall way. The, um, the, so let, let, let's, 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 let's zip along to something. I was watching a, I was watching a video on YouTube the other night and it was about this woman this vlogger you know what a vlogger is yeah go on tell me you won't tell me well she she makes a living out of making videos on YouTube right 
simple as that, you know. I had to laugh at her. She was talking about her career, you know. <laughs> it's basically just her sitting in front of a, of, a, of a camera. But she hadn't made a video in two months, right? And her subscribers were getting worried, right? So, so she came on and she said, look, people, fans, fr whatever, friends. She said, um, I've, I've, I've been struggling and I've, I've gone to therapy, right? right. Um, and, and all the comments, right, were all along the lines of them. Um, on no, all the comments not not are you okay hon all the comments because it was YouTube not Facebook all the comments were along the lines of them oh I'm 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 in therapy too we can be therapy buddies right and all, all this, these people as if as if it's some kind of a new fashioned uh, trend right so I really I had this in mind to ask you earlier on um, do you think depression and mental illness is a modern phenomenon I have to be very careful here. I have to be very careful here. Um, because I'm an optimist. Yeah. Because I'm... I'm really trying to drag you down, aren't I? I know, yeah. yeah. And because I'm probably a bit OTT as a, as a personality and a character. Yeah. I could be... I could end up classifying myself as a, a good kick in the fucking arse syndrome, you know? Okay. Um. So I have to... And I have some family experience of it right yeah so I've had to restrain the real Porik and handle it as an adult yeah right and I've done that but for me personally I did by I did a counsellor and all that I just it just it's not for me right because I don't I can't even conceive of the thought of it but does that make any sense at all? Uh, it kind of does. taken over now, you see. Yeah, that's the point. Uh, but, <laughs> I, but no, but I have to think that, again, you know me, I, mm. I, I am too nostalgic for my own good for someone who's only 36 kids. Um, I am too obsessed with, with stuff in the past, but at the same time, I don't remember any of that in even in my immediate past. Which I had a buddy many years ago now and uh, it hurt me hugely and friends of mine but me I, I particularly did it very bad I was thinking of the Jordans to have, to have Ted on that night and he went out of my own because of the exhaust in the back of the car and killed yeah. himself and I bet the shit on myself mentally for the cut of 20 years right and um, well in the end I hate him I love him I hate him I did all that but in the end, I realised, fuck all I could have done about it. Yeah. I possibly could have been a bit more receptive, what have you, but it wouldn't have made any difference, I think. He made his choice and he did, and I've got over that, but I haven't, it's still there. Just fucking feeling emotional even now. But, um, so what I'm saying to you is, I'm respectful of it, I hold back my effervescent personality yeah. when I smell this around me. But personally, I don't understand it because I'm just fucking the bullying by nature and I'm just get up let's get up oh, I'm in the morning person I fucking hell Mary for something I don't know because I'm singing in the morning first thing at six o'clock in the morning I'm singing the show and hey all you do is stay you know yeah irritating content saying well it's it's admirable it's admirable but the reason why I asked the question I didn't I didn't ask the question to drag the arse into the conversation right I asked the question because I was genuinely interested in whether or not people are just in the whether whether in the sixties and seventies and eighties and nineties did they just kind of go, oh, look that was a bad day I'll just brush myself down and get on with it, are they now kind of saying, oh that was a bad day it seemed to be another bad day maybe I should be looking into this. Fifteen years ago I was in Cal I was in California with friends of ours that one was Waterford and um, 
they were bringing the dog I think to the psychologist right? yeah. yeah I was going around did you say they were bringing the dog to the psychologist I did I, okay, did. I just said that right? and I remember going to a party and I was all I the first time I was ever in California in my life and I was all excited about San Francisco and California and all that's great you know and I went into a, a party in their friend's house you know and I smoke a fag at the back of the house yeah. you know and I felt like it was a fucking joint to say something like but the cigarette and I went, this is 20 years ago yeah 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 and uh, it, it, that is where we've gone today in my opinion in, in the Ireland of now that everything is over analyzed mm. everything is a potential problem and saying maybe sometimes you want to pick Johnny up off the ground wipe the snot off his nose put a bit of fucking uh, iodine on his knees and then run off again you know sometimes I think we overanalyze things and we we go there's too many people wanting to help well sometimes people will get up and gone but there are the opposite is also true that's all I'm going to say because I'm just not qualified I'm too fucking optimistic okay. to be involved in this conversation that's okay that's okay well let's let's, let's move forward to, to what, we have, what we're dealing with now Facebook right you're on Facebook. I saw you like that, but I think I was up last night, all right? Yeah. You got that dig, did Yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> uh, don't miss much. The, the, um, so, social media has really, really, what, 2008 had probably really started to yeah. kick off, right? 2008. Yeah. So, and it, and it, it took a stranglehold, and now it's fucking everywhere, right? Yeah. I have to ask you, what do you hate most about it, and what do you like most about it? Um... Same answer to both of them, stupid people. Right. Right. People that I know are intelligent, making stupid fucking decisions or sharing yeah. stuff that is patently untrue. Yeah. Right? For either stupid reasons or for dangerous reasons. Okay. Right? And then I hate that. Mm. Then I love the really stupid people who don't know they're stupid yeah. and they put up stuff. But the Facebook, I only do Facebook. I, I glance at Instagram, I lurch her now and again, and I don't do anything else because it just takes too much time. Right. You know, and I, I am kind of addictive. I, 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 I think you're on Twitter. So you're like, you're like a wasted follower I have on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I just sit there in the background and glance at it once or twice okay. now and again. That's right. it. Okay. Uh, it just takes too much time. Darn, you're in the media, it's grand for you, but it takes too much time, and I'm a fucker. If I do something, I do it 120%, right? Yeah. So I do Facebook, I enjoy it. I've, I, if I looked at my timeline, say, six years ago, it's totally different now. Now I post maybe once or twice a day. The most right that's the most I do I flick through stuff and with the way algorithms go with Facebook you don't know what you're going to be fucking looking at each day because they're robbing stuff and feeding and you can't see them you know yeah I, I look at it I have I have close to a thousand friends on Facebook now and then I just hear a feed six or eight twelve feet. yeah I'm like I, I'm like these people are not it's fascinating really because okay when I started working with the Star I started to accept more people when they're adding me as friends just because I thought maybe they have a story yeah in terms of they didn't have a story they just wanted to fucking have a little notes right um, but so more and more people but I don't see any of their stuff um, and I don't see and then when it, when it comes to the time when getting rid of people I kind of kind of go oh I remember him why don't I ever see his stuff on Facebook why don't you I don't understand it's obviously the algorithm they're writing that unless you're in, interacting with them yeah. they just drop in the, into the background or something I don't know what this Which story is, is. Uh, yeah but they shouldn't mix it up every now and again but I enjoy like everybody loves to diss Facebook and whatever. I like Facebook and yeah. I use it for what I want to do I yeah, keep no, in contact with people yeah. I cynically use it to push things, shows I'm involved yeah. in now and again yeah. and you and watch people and laugh at them can I tell you another thing yeah 
and this is because I've only three points and the reason yeah. I'm admitting this is we all like to get likes on a little clever or a nice photograph or something we all like that and we don't admit it but we do okay. you look in and you say let's ah, yeah, delve into that for a second okay. right the, the, the need it's gross isn't it well <laughs> I think it's on the spectrum the, 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 the need and desire for, for, for likes has is affirmation affirmation has driven social media into absolutely. the stratosphere without a doubt without you know doubt. so it's like so this is and we're all guilty of it oh absolutely absolutely this is why uh, this is why fake news is on the rise so people obviously looked at it and kind of go right okay so sorry fake news is on the rise because people are fucking thick well, sorry no 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 you're right but, 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 but Moldova is the biggest generator of fake news fucking Moldova Moldova yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but 16 year olds you can say people are thick right but you can't blame people initially you can't blame people when a website oh no breaking you look news, over to Facebook I can understand how you yeah, breaking news 365 comes, yeah. on, comes on where a link says oh my god Beyonce is dead right yeah. and then all these young ones share, so the <laughs> that's a big cough for the get our ass so all the young ones share this right and you kind of go does nobody anymore kind of go hold on I'll google that first yeah. because I don't really recognise just look at who provided the content and google then and that's then, all you have to do that's it and, and do they, do they, I wonder do they, do they ever think to themselves Jesus it's a wonder I've never heard about that Beyonce no, is saying that I've been condescending here again now but I've been sucked in at times right you know I've been sucked in at times but the, the, I can't even remember specifically but you yeah. yeah. oh jeez that's terrible you know and then two hours later somebody said that's fucking false you know I mean, yeah well, did, did, did you, you debunked Emer Power last night didn't you <laughs> did you I'm saying, sorry Emer I'm making a habit of that lately because when people start sharing shit in my life there's two choices yeah. you either debunk them or you unfollow yeah so, I mean, we don't, we do, we don't want to unfollow on Emer why are we giving Emer so much grief here I am right? I'm giving Emer so much grief I am I'm, and she's gonna someone's gonna tell her about this can I, can I just you take out that finger and give me that mammy like I am I'm, I'm scared I'm actually I saw her in town today she was looking radiant by the way she's wearing a lovely winter 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 uh, fucking thing on her head but um <laughs> which she was looking like the microphone. Keep That's digging it, darling. I'll bring AJ Carpenter. 4646 Okay. I feel like I'm really, really sorry. I love you. Um, no, uh, yeah, the Facebook is the thing. And I mean, I there are some people, right? And it amazes me. I'll give you an example. I won't give you a, a personal example. There are, there are, I know of people on Facebook who could post up to 20 times a day. Yes. Right? Yeah, including their last bell movement. Yeah. And, and it's like, they... People are still commenting. And I'm thinking, why are they still following that person? Yeah, I know a couple of you are talking, but we were probably talking to the same people, or some of the same people. Probably. Um, and some I enjoy, and some I, I suffer. Some are nice. Some are decent people, but, yes. but, but but there must be a want in them. Uh, that's the word. Or am I, or am I, or am I being no, no, too no. judgmental? I think there's a want there as well. I mean, I, I'd hate to be somebody talking to me about me in yeah. that way, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, no, I would too. Mm. I would too. And that's why, I like, if I do post, it's either, I'd like it to be good. Yeah. Um, nice photograph, funny. I, like yeah. I never do personal shit. Right. At all. I mean, my family, my kids. Yeah. Doesn't happen. I don't really think I do that much either. No. But I do feel I've gotten a little bit precious with my Facebook recently, right? In what way? In in, in the kind of way that I'm I'm the same as you. I like to post seldom, but I like them to be decent. Go for quality rather than quantity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, it's the, and sometimes what happens is someone might might say to me, "Will you share this?" And I'm kind of like, 
I don't really want to share. <laughs> I don't want to be, you know. It's, would, would you be friends with the Pope? No. No. That's going to upset my, my yeah. stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. I, one of my, I have, uh, do, you, do you have any morning routines? Like, I have a morning routine where, and it's, it's so social media. Much younger. <laughs> 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 but one of them is kind of social media based where you go from, you check your Facebook and check your email, check your texts to see what, because I, I like to go to bed early these days. It could be half 10, 10 o'clock. So a lot of people are still awake between half 10, 10 o'clock and they send your stuff you know and like I, I, I've written about this before in a column that if somebody who was dealing with depression rang me at one o'clock for some advice don't fuck off it'd be silent I can't hear it my phone's on silent right but so I got the morning one of the things I look at is a thing called time hop which shows you what you posted on that day on Facebook a year ago two years ago three years ago four years ago five years ago right. right so I'm gonna grab my phone right live so my time hop for this day my most popular post, right, in 2010. Is that your opinion? This is your, your No, this is opinion. it. says it's 2010's most liked Facebook post, okay. right, was why does Mr. Potato, no, why does Mr. Tato have a phone in case Johnny Onion rings? Oh my God. Yeah. That was your most popular. So six years ago, that was my most popular post. So that's, that's how far I've How does Darren feel about that today? I'm not sure. I kind of still think it's funny because <laughs> you know Johnny Onion Rings are quite a nice crisp but uh, so that'll tell you so I checked to see what I posted and it's funny I have a bit of a tradition because I, I every Christmas Eve I post the same track uh, from the Muppets Christmas Carol right Kermit the Frog singing um, after all there's only one more sleep till Christmas and I do like obviously the likes and people support and stuff so I do like that album yeah media. Absolutely. Um, so we'll move on for. You don't have to do these in any order, okay? So it's five songs, right? So don't feel under pressure to have the favorite. Well, I didn't give much chance. But um, um, so five. Now, just and this might be our favorite, but don't worry about order because I feel that's a lot of pressure. So the question is the, the song and why it's uh, it's selected. In no order, Tom Waits, Kentucky Avenue. Okay. Right. It's just, uh, it's from my youth. It's just a fantastic piece of nothing. If anybody knows the words, they just make no sense whatsoever. Okay. But it's like we were talking about early on, it links so many of my senses together and memory. Okay. And I can just remember so many flats and smoke and <laughs> empty cans right, okay. from that song. That's one of them. Um, four. Probably this Wavelength top, This top five Was brought to you By Golden Discs <laughs> <laughs> Very golden Fucking old and golden yeah. um, Probably Van Morrison With The Vic and Tremor And it'll be Anything from Wavelength Anything from the old Wavelength Okay And that's In the late 70s Joe Hendry How are you Joe? It would have been out there Paulie would have been still there It's the old Vic now Before any of you would have known it Okay uh, Great buzzing spot It would have been a kind of Counterpoint to Jefferson Waterford Yeah um, But they'd be cooler and some more And okay. I was kind of half accepted Because I lived halfway between the two Okay Half accepted I wasn't a real low end Great spot That'll be it So that'll be Anthony from, from Particularly Waveland That album It's particularly good summer I remember as well It came out uh, Jesus you're putting me on the spot now Other albums Um we spoke about it on Facebook the other night actually it would be anything from Blood on the Tracks in hindsight you're right in Desire 2 is a wonderful album as well that is a time 75 I was 14, 15 really getting into my music loved Blood on the Tracks and Desire 2 years later 
didn't love it and could sing every single one of those numbers know every single word of it not much singing involved but you were at the right yeah. voice for it yeah, yeah. Um, he actually had a voice then in fairness in the late 70s he had this a voice we're, we're, we're being rained we're being rained on we're being rained on by, by, on by beer mats could be anybody really anybody who adores the fans outside and what else am I going to tell you what else am I going to tell you um, two more Come two more songs two more songs um Opera. Opera. Funny enough, opera, as in light opera, or, or, or musicals. Um, I shouldn't have known. I, I, went, I met Mary. I was 17 when I met Mary. And, uh, Where did you meet Mary? I met her. I brought her down to the flat in Innes, I think. Her cousin. I was friendly with her cousin, Anna Menorah, in Eamon. A big, hairy man. He's still the same to this day. And he, he had a cousin. He said, we're going to bring our friends to a friend and we're going to go to the, to the flat in Innes. And uh, she was a bit of all right, nice little thing, small little woman, nice little woman. Right. And I, I kind of marked her down the future, but I met her to come down to Johnstown one day. Small little woman, nice little woman. Yeah. And uh, I stopped and told her about seven, told her about arrogance. Time. This is a fucking arrogant I wasn't thinking okay. I was 17, driving at Scotch Rock, delivering concrete all over the county. And I pulled up and I saw her walk and I pulled up and I said, how are you doing? I was 17, she was 20, so it's a big gap at the okay, time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I said, would you like to go on Friday night? Just stopped, round down the window, said, would you like to go on Friday night? I'd only met her and she hated me, fuck guts, I wish she did. I was a pompous prick. And uh, I bought her to Brigadoon. Brigadoon! It only comes out once a hundred years, every hundred years, if you know the story, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty shit show, but I enjoyed it. I bought it, that was the first time I went, where did I come from this? Oh yeah, music. Yeah, sorry, just a second. And then it would be Mac and Mabel. Okay. Anything from Mac and Mabel. All right, okay. Or actually, more music society are doing, what are they doing? Tell me. They still do the, the, the Man of Mancha. Man of Mancha. Wonderful show. Well, one, I, I love stuff. So, um... Darren, it's like you said earlier on, it's like emotion and um, music, it depends on the day. Like, and I have a Nora Jones number, I particularly remember a particular uh-huh. sequence of things happen that just goes, wow, yeah. So it can change from the humour. It's like litmus paper. So we're brought to, you've got one more. I've got one more. And inevitably, because it's the last one, you might think that it's the most, you know, your most uh, liked song or your most treasured song. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't. It would mean Just it give me one more. With me, it isn't. With me, it isn't at all. Give you another song. What the fuck would I give you? Have you got a funeral song? I'm morbid again, but I do. I'm obsessed with funeral songs. Funeral song? Yeah. No. If 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 we were to Billy didn't get around with applause when I was the George the other day. I was a bit disappointed in that. Oh yeah. And because Donna kept singing and what happened, people maybe didn't do it, but I thought Billy deserved a round of applause because he was a theatre man. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. traditional as you know. Oh absolutely. Yeah. 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 You go absolutely. To the yeah, that's you should have started it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you never want to do that, do you? No, in case no one follows. Yeah. It's like well, I've been a particular lot in my life and felt like one so. It's like when you when you go to a show, I hate standing at the front of it and I'm sitting in front of the theatre and there's always that question, do you give a standing ovation? You don't, really. It's unless it's, ridiculous unless it is. And, I, and Mary bathes me next I won't stand up, you know. Yeah. And that's, it was a lovely show, you know. But a standing ovation, I'm too fucking fat to stand up. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you it's have to have be to move me it's to get me standing on my feet, you know? yeah. And there's very few that you see that would be that good, you know. That we give it now for Jesus Christ, I've loved it. I know that, yeah, I know that, yeah. It's kind of, um, but no, but I'm asking, the reason why I'm asking about the... Um, the funeral song because just say for example we approach these scobies outside for being scobies that they are and we get in a bit of fisticuffs we're on a blade it 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 it, 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 it 
was going to say, it severs your uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's getting graphic <laughs> but anyway there's no more podcast right and uh, you notice that that was a very strange way of getting to that you've done that about that have what have you done that about your funeral what you want to do no yeah I keep threatening to do it I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do it apart from the funeral music I've, I, I reckon my, I, I want a production company <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been to a few now where people left thoughts and ba- people handled it badly and put on an LP on uh, the back of tracks. Yeah, yeah. I said to my mother recently, I said, if I die, right, if you put a Man United jersey on my fucking coffin, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Oh, so I don't want to be associated with Man United. White flowers with Dad on it. I'm not going to do that either. Thanks no, very much. I just... I just but, uh, my, my wife often says to me, I often say, don't bring me near a church and what have you, you know? Yeah. And she says, write it down. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Down, you know. Well, you can record it here if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but music, I'm fine. Uh, no, <laughs> But music, boys. Do you know what song I heard the other day and I just thought, fuck me, that's an amazing song. And the man recorded it while he was riddled with AIDS. Freddie? Yeah, the show must go on. Ah, Jesus. Did you see his uh, documentary again repeated on BBC4 this week? No. Oh, darn. I love, the, man. I love the whole time. I, I, love, I can fall into a vortex of music now and I just yeah. listen to their stuff. There's a, a BBC4 did a, BBC4 even did a, a two hour documentary on it. It's just superb television. Yeah. But a, about a superb subject. I must check it out. Yeah, it's wonderful. Actually, I watch that's the other thing on Facebook. They're all on the fucking TV. I don't know how some people go out of bed in the morning. There's so much, so much TV, you know. Massive. I watch BBC4 and probably RT now and again because my wife watches it's the other reason I don't watch it I have a box at home that seems to have 27 ITVs yeah I want them too I don't know what the fuck that's all about yeah. but, but I've started getting back degrees into degrees of shit actually. oh fucking horrendous <laughs> I've started getting back into books recently um, I'm a binge reader three months nothing three months nothing. favourite book actually you know what I'm going to just I'm gonna hit you Lord of the Rings no no really without a doubt without a doubt without a doubt 13 first ok favourite film Soppy Out Kevin Costner What's the film? Oh, can you give me a guess? Give me a guess A soppy Kevin Costner film Yeah Oh, just give me a second now A soppy Kevin Costner film You asked me a question I'll give you an answer I know, I know, I know But I, but I do like quizzes <laughs> so I feel like I'm going to be put on the spot here We're on 80s Yeah uh, Kevin Costner 80s movie Ash, right, give me a clue. Feel the dreams. Oh, feel the dreams, right? Okay, Love that yeah, movie. Yeah. Simple, it's soppy, it's all that, but I just liked it. Music by, I think it's James Horner who, who died in the plane crash last year, but but um, that's a good film. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's film. Good. It's good, as a film go. But there's loads, see, again, Darren, you ask somebody, it's like these quizzes you're talking about, the best hundred songs ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're but, just. But it's all very personal, though. After, no, not even that. It's time specific, it's what you heard last. Like yeah. last week, I was listening to Sinatra songs for swinging lovers yeah. not a bad album not a bad track mm-hmm. on it right absolutely fantastic yeah. but I was bored of it last week oh ok just couldn't listen to it last week but I pick it up in six months time and I love it my favourite album of all time is The Jazz Singer yeah Neil Diamond yeah fantastic performance did you read about Luca Bloom and the and, and the and the film no Diamond Mount no did you not read about that no. oh man this is some story and this producer in America last year decided to make a film called Diamond Mount right. it's about um, Neil Diamond impersonators, fifteen oh, of them, right? Okay, right, yeah. And he's making, started making the film about these these, yeah. these impersonators, yeah. 
And he heard this song on the radio one day by a fella called Luca Bloom called Diamond Mountain. Yeah. And I had the link and he rang yeah. Luca and he said, Would you mind if I do, would I use this song? I said, No problem at all, no. So after the end, Luca and the Hotman Bob, about his grand few Bob will come in, you know. Yeah. So then uh, six weeks later, he said, uh, Would you come over? I said, And uh, talk us through this. So I got this fella to sing the song and Luca came over and he got up his grand. Yeah. next day he got nominated for a fucking Oscar. Luca Bloom? Yeah. This is Christy Moore's brother? Yes. Right, okay. And he's up this year for a nomination for an Oscar for Diamond Mountain Song. How do I miss that? AKA Neil Diamond. Have a look at his nomination. It's fucking superb. That's pretty one of my favourite. I love the album, but my favourite lyric of Neil Diamond is, is, did you ever read about the frog who read? (laughs) Read the king. It's very simple, but it's... uh, And for a small man, what a dip advice he had. Oh, fucking amazing. Yeah, no, I I always loved... But that was, when I was a kid, it was uncool to say you liked Neil Diamond. I always loved him. It probably still is, but my my dad, who who was a huge influence in everything that I I did, he tells me stories. I, I often bring my father over to the house, right? Last Saturday, they brought him over for some drinks and some food, and I stuck on the Waterford Youth Arts uh, Johnny's Rules, okay, the, the yeah. John's Park thing, right? Because I've, I've brought over previous years for Bally, Bally Brick and Wonder Barty, and all they do is sit and watch and they kind of go, Look oh, at your man, look at your man, I thought he was dead, or you know, this kind of stuff. So, what is it then about nostalgia, nostalgia, memories? Why do we tend to subconsciously delete the shit and keep the. Because who wants to remember shit? Maybe that's what it is. As yeah. simple as that terms. Who wants to remember shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like all the summers were sunny when you were a kid. Yeah. You, know, you know they were, but they weren't, Dan. Yeah. They weren't, no. Because I was fucking, I was 35 then, and they were shit, you know? That's a good point. Very good point, yeah. You know, uh, nostalgia is a thing of the past, like, I'm afraid it is, you know? Yeah. Um, but we all do. We all, we all just jump into it. I'm a bit more cynical about it. I prefer now. I really do prefer now. I look at the old photographs, but I prefer now. You know, this is me today. And then, remember my father saying that to me one time. Like, don't be waiting for your life to happen. You're living it now. You know, and we've got to live it now. So I'm going to bring you back into the question. And we'll finish on this one. Because they say that people have very low attention spans and they said that to me with this podcast they said look Darren be careful because people have low attention spans and I said fuck them <laughs> if they have low attention five minutes that was the trick yeah, well, any more than that you lost if they have you low, lost if they have low attention spans I don't want them listening in the yeah, first place okay. so to the four people that are listening to this right? <laughs> I want you to answer the question because I think it tells a lot about a person I think it's nice to have a pro- pro- posterity I do want to know first of all the piece of music because music is very important to you it's very important to me and we were both at Billy McCarty's funeral recently and I, it was a beautiful piece of operatic music play, well, playing ju- play I don't know the piece either way but it was, it was really fantastic and I part of me kind of was a little bit um, sad that it wasn't bit at the end and I, uh, but, but can I ask you have you got a piece of music that you'd love to be your exit music as in like a film the closing credits actually the piece the first piece I mentioned to you Kentucky Highway okay. you know why why because it's fucking nonsensical like you but it it works is that your point it's just it, it is my point it's nonsensical <laughs> yeah. there's no thought of pattern to it but the voice and the music become the instrument yeah. and it's just a lovely sound off the top of your ears for that yeah. reason and and yeah, probably that piece. I'm going to throw that. Out. There's millions of other pieces, but just yes, throw that one out. Okay, because I, I think that I think that these 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 podcasts. I think the best way to listen to these podcasts is 
with some drink yourself. Maybe if you pretend, <laughs> if you can sit, like a drinking game, if you can sit at the start of your podcast and start drinking when we're drinking, by the time you get to this point, I've no idea what point it is now, you're kind of on the same wavelength that is, right? So I want to ask you another question before we finish up, right? And that question is, if you were to sum up uh, life... Sum up life. What we're going to do now. If I just sum up life the way I live it, or the way I've done it, there's no dress rehearsal. That's what I'd say to you. I know it's clear, I know it's fast, but there is no fucking dress rehearsal in this life, lads. You've got to just leave what it is. This is it today, the now. That's it. Don't, I, I, like I've seen people who are waiting for this to work for them and that to happen for them. Fuck off, lads. You're in Tully's today having a point. This is your life today. Live the shagging thing. Don't be waiting around for shit. You know? Paul Griffith. Thank you very much. Thank you, Darren. To find out more about upcoming Snug Chats, visit facebook.com forward slash Snug Chats. powerhouse who does it right to show your yard who's boss we do it right too with innovative craftsman string trimmers featuring easy start technology for simpler pull starts and because you can swap out one attachment for another you can get more done with just one tool shop now and add a new trimmer to your arsenal with a craftsman two cycle gas string trimmer for just 99 dollars. when it's time to take on the yard work do it right for less start with lowe's offer valid through 320 c store for details us only the Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.